When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast, episode 82. I can't remember what I called it now. Uh, episode 82, the fun begins all over again. Welcome. We're back. New season, just around the corner. Starts again on Saturday, is it? Saturday, I believe, against Newcastle, Sunday. away from Sunday. Sunday, no, oh, sorry. God, I'm glad you're there. Sunday. Um, against Newcastle uh, away in the Premier League. Uh, so we're going to have a quick chat tonight. We're not. It's not going to be. Um, it won't be too in depth. You know, we'll have to try and have a little bit of a laugh, and um, we won't keep you too long. Um, but uh, as you can see, I think, touch wood, I've solved my computer problems. I think. Um, so let's not jinx it. Tonight, joining me, um, as always, uh, Mr. Harry. How are you, sir? Good, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm Love your good. top, by the way. Thank you very much. Is it because everyone likes it now because we've spent money? No, I liked it before. I just didn't want to say it. All right, okay. <laughs> I'm a bit disappointed you haven't gone out and bought anything, no. Uh, I have, but I'm going on holiday next week, so I'm going to save it for my holiday. All right, okay. Podcast not good enough yet. I understand. Um <laughs> We have a debut tonight. Uh, this fella comes recommendation from a very good, very good and close friend of mine who I spent nearly all my school years with, uh, Mr. Mark Partridge. So if you're watching, Mark, hello, mate. And uh, we have your uh, esteemed brother-in-law joining us this evening. Dan, how are you, mate? Hello, Craig. How are you, mate? Thanks for having us on, mate. I'm very well. Um, first time on, man. So go easy, yeah? Go easy. <laughs> I'll go easy on you. Yes, some people might have seen Dan on uh, another podcast. Is called is it Guns and Yellow Ribbons? Guns and Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I go on there quite often. Yeah. So yeah. Mark obviously spoke to you. I said I'd be keen to come on to have a chat yeah. with you, boys. So yeah, podcast. Fergus runs that, doesn't he? Fergus, yeah. Fergus Keaton runs it. Um, got quite a few members now, and it's it's going well. Yeah. Once a week, we've been on there having a laugh and. Just an Arsenal fans podcast for Arsenal fans. It's decent, yeah. If anyone fancies a uh, 
add on the forum, Guns and Yellow Ribbons on Facebook. Go for it. Absolutely. There you go. Guns and Yellow Ribbons on Facebook. Get into another community and a very good podcast at that. And, of course, he's back looking like an extra from Benidorm um, with his suntan. Oh. Um, how are you, Lee? Oh, fantastic, Craig. Like, I couldn't wait to get back home to be on here tonight. You know, I've made a mad dash to get here. Did you buy that white T-shirt today? Oh, no, I, I saved it especially for this. Like. Yeah, yes. I did. And uh, and then you said you weren't um, you weren't doing it live and it was going to be audio. And I, so I threw my me, me toys out of the pram. I weren't happy. Like, you know, so, uh, thankfully, thankfully, you sorted everything out and um, I'm allowed to show off my tan on that. and look darker than Harry. So that's... that's <laughs> one yeah, well, the, the beard's gone. Yeah, the beard's gone. You had yeah, just about to say that. It makes you look 10 years younger. That does, like, you know what I mean? So... The old journalist is doing well, isn't he? Like, you know, Nathan wants to know if you've been lying on the sunbed for six months. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I, I'm not saying that I'm, I, I use a special cream. I'm not saying anything like that. You know? <laughs> what fact is that then, Lee? What fact? Uh, fact right? I, 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 I start out, uh, if you want to know, I start off he with the, fact the kids' ones on his head. <laughs> now, listen, this is a serious thing for all you sun worshippers out there. Factor eight to start off with, get a base. But a bit of 10 or 15 on the hour if you're a slap head, like, you know. But wearing that, then gradually go down two into the, to the and then in, in the uh, the last three or four days, no factor. You know what I mean? And hell. then you come out looking like, like this, bronzed. I'll be coming out looking like Craig's t shirt if I did that. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nice t shirt, though. Bloody lovely t-shirt, yeah. Thank you very much. Like I said, while we were off there, everyone only likes it now because we spent money. No, no. Uh, oh, oh, yes. Can I ask you a question? Because this is what I, you know, I'm a bit of an argument on um, on holiday with Tony because he called me a flip-flop because he actually said that... What? Yeah, he called a me a flip-flop. Yeah. Lee Judge is a flip-flop. Uh, exactly. And I, I, I took offence to it, like, you know, because, um, you know... I don't think I'm a flip-flop because I've always said if Arsenal spend, then I'll spend some money. Like, you know? said I, mean, that, I, think, yeah. I think there's a difference between, oh, that we've gone out and spent Pepe on money on Pepe that we're going buy, I'll go and buy some stuff. My argument was always if, if I felt that the club was spending what some money, I feel that I would go and, you know, contribute. And I feel that, I don't know how people feel about it now. Is it because I don't think you've got to make a stand about it all. Like my, my point was, you know, if, if the club was going to spend no money this 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 um, window, as much as I love all the tops and all that, like, I wasn't going to go and buy them. But, you know, and I, I, I do, like, do like the yellow kit, I've got to say, you know, so I don't think it's a bad to go and buy it. You know what I mean? I don't so, like uh, it. It's a fail. Why? Craig, I've got worse, man. Why? Because they had a massive chance there to bring back the bruised banana. <laughs> we, every single Arsenal fan, right, wanted that. Well, 95% of the Arsenal fan base wanted that shirt back. Why? Why didn't they bring it back? Good question, man. Good question. Why I personally they, like I just it. Why they didn't do it? And then they're trying to tell me that, or, and then they they they're advertising it as the retro version of it. And they've got Ian Wright and Reese Nelson standing next to each other, past and present. Mm. It looks nothing like the original. No, I'll give you that. It don't look like no, the original. no. no. I know the so Adidas CEO, horrible man. Jesus. I know the Adidas chief officers. Watch this podcast. So sort it out, will ya? <laughs> Maybe they do it in a, a, a later date, you know what I mean? Just oh, yeah, that gold one looks nice. The I what think one? If I'm gonna, 
navy and gold one. Is it navy and gold? The well, fur kit. It like a black one, is it? But it could be a dark navy. It looks all right, didn't it? Is that the one that was leaked the other day? Yes. I think if I'm going to buy a shirt, that will be the one. I think I, I do like that one. And what are you going to get on the back? What am I going to get on the back? No one, because I'm forty. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah, right? I went. I went for the yellow kit and got a Bamiang on the back, so I thought I'd go for it this year. How old are you, Dan? How old? Thirty-one, mate. Yeah, well, well. He's obviously got a good job because I couldn't afford to put a Bamiang on the back. Those are that's what you're for, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I'm going to put oh, some more Edu's surname on the back. Edu. What name would you put on the back, Gary? Come on, you got. I'm buying you a shirt Ooh. now. What one are you going to put on it? Xhaka. Ozil. I wonder if you'd even like it. That would wind a few people up there. Not, uh, not, not Carl Jenkinson, no? <laughs> no. You've got to be what, what Socrates, would it be? Or? Uh, your fellow countrymen? Yeah, possibly, just because mm. of that, really. None of, so interesting, we just spent 72 million and none of us would have Pepe on the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable, not isn't it? We're not, quite, got... we're not quite excited yet, are we? Like, you know what I mean? But we're getting it's there. Before we get going in a minute. Uh, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I, I'm going to, I, I will get around. If, I, if we buy a decent defender, I'll get a decent defender's name on it. We will get one, man. We'll get yeah. a defender. We have to. Just we before to. we really get going and we really start talking about Arsenal, um, don't forget, we are partnered with FansBet, as you can see on the screen there. Now, if you like a bet at the weekend, um, download the app from the various app stores, sign up, and you'll be asked. Uh, you'll, there's a little drop-down box there. What sponsor um, do you choose? Just choose the same old Arsenal podcast, and every bet you be, every bet that you put on, you'll be helping us. Um, so yeah, FansBet um, in partnership with the same old Arsenal podcast. Please support us. Thank you very much. And of course, if you want to donate to the podcast, you can in the live chat box there. Um, all donations gratefully received. Thank you very much indeed. Um, okay. So, as we sit here now, four new men um, at Arsenal, but unfortunately, one's been taken, uh, one's been um, put back, or should we say given back for the year. Let's start with you, Dan. Um, and let's start with this man. Uh, I'm not going to even try to... Harry, can you pronounce Chabayos. it? Chabayos. 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 Danny Chabayos. Danny Chabayos uh, that has come on loan from Real Madrid. Um, from what I've seen of him so far, he looks pretty good, Dan, doesn't he? Yeah, see, a lot of people were saying that he's going to be like a Aaron Ramsey replacement. Um, from what I've seen of him in pre-season, which, to be fair, let's be honest, hasn't been... Uh, loads and loads. I've been very impressed with uh, his technical ability. He looks more like a kind of Santi Cazorla footwork, if I'm honest with you. I think he's going to be one of those players who keeps hold of the ball uh, a lot more. Um, I don't think he's going to be one of those players who kind of runs into the box last minute like Ramsey did. Um, but from the goals I have seen, they have been a couple outside the box, a couple of set pieces. 
Um, I'm quite excited by this lad. And let's not forget that Zidane, you know, wants him. He, that's why we didn't buy him, because Zidane wants him back. So he must rate him, and he's one of the best we've seen in that position. So, yeah, I, I think we're going to like this kid. I, I think it'll be a shame if he if he has a good season and has to go back like So you never know. Potentially we could do some business there and uh, and try and see if we can tempt him to stay at the end of the season if it's a, if it's a successful loan deal. Harry, you might know a bit more about me or or, or most people on on these on on this lad, because um, I you know admittedly do not watch any other league really, and I know there's a lot of people that sit down and religiously watch other leagues. How good is this boy, Harry? Yeah, he's very good. He's got a lot of potential, um, a lot of ability on the ball. Really technically gifted, um, and, and we've kind of seen uh, brief signs of that in sort of the the couple of cameo appearances that he's made. You can see he's very skillful. You can see he likes to receive the ball in space. Um, at the Emirates Cup, I had a, a better look at him because I was there um, and he sort of carried the ball pretty well a couple of times. So he's someone that likes to start a little bit deeper than, say, a Mesut Ozil. He's not a number 10. Uh, he's someone that starts a little bit deeper, gets the ball, collects it, um, at, but can carry it forward as well. So I'm really excited to see how he gets on at Arsenal. Um, I agree with everything Dan said there. My only concern, um, slight concern, is that Unai Emery's got this thing about waiting before he embeds players in, um, giving it a bit too long. And I just think that with sort of Torreira um, being obviously not quite fit because he was at the uh, Copa America, Genduzi was at the under-21 championships. I, I don't know whether he'll go Ceballos or if he'll give Willock a go. And I think if you've got Ceballos in from Real Madrid, then you know he's obviously got something about him. Like Dan said, Zidane wants to keep him. And I just worry that maybe Emery isn't going to give him a chance straight away and, and that might be a bit costly. Lee, what did you, did you get to see? Any, you obviously got to see the games when you were on holiday, did you? No, I, I didn't, to be honest, Craig. No. I'm not, to be honest, I'm, I've not seen one minute of us have played. Well, I wouldn't blame you, to be honest, you were on holiday. So. Uh, yeah, and, and, and to be honest, I'm, I've not missed it, if I'll be honest. I'm glad I've been, you know, you can get hyped up one way or the other with this, um, um, I suppose pre-season friendly. It's about getting fit and all that, like you know. Mm. So we'll see what happens at Newcastle, you know. And, and um, but what I'm hearing, what reports I've heard of, uh, of um, is, is that right? His name's just come up there, Fernandez. So it's a part of his name. Yeah, Daniel Sabias Fernandez is his name. Yeah. Well, I can't recall him Fernandez. I can say that. You know what I mean? It's we'll call him. Double, you know I mean? <laughs> we'll call him. We'll call him Daniel. We'll call him Danny. Call him Danny. Danny well, Sabias. Done his when he done his uh, video for the Arsenal fans, he did say that he likes to be called Danny. So we'll call him Danny. I'll call him Danny. Let's hope he don't become a fanny. That's all I'm saying, like, you know what I mean? So um but um, he's got a brother called Jack. Well, could do. Could we probably could we probably sign Jack, you know what I mean, instead of Danny, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, knows, exactly. you know what I mean? It's lucky we haven't got Jack Wilshire anymore, but Jack and Danny in the middle, huh? Eh? Yeah, Jack and Danny in the midfield. Like, oh dear, oh dear. I would <laughs> We've gone through some dodgy periods in our time, but that would have been unbelievable. Well, a few Jackman Dannys. Yeah. All right, well, then. Well, if you're not, if you're not, how would you feel about this lad then coming up on the screen there, William oh. William Saliba, uh, signed from uh, Saint Etienne for thirty million, but unfortunately, uh, part of the deal, we had to loan him back. Um, doing what I, you know, not doing what I normally do is uh, the old YouTube scouting. You know, uh, people are making videos of him. Um, his best bits and stuff like that. I have to say, he really looks the real deal, that kid. Um, what are your feelings about him, Lee? 
Yeah, I'm, listen, I'm one of these people that's not going to criticise because we've had to send him back out on loan, back back there and all that. Like, if that was part of, if this kid is as good as what they're saying that he is, then and we've had to do that deal, then that's fine by me. You know, what I mean, and I think somewhere along the line you have to look to the future. You know, we missed out on um, Mbappe because we didn't do this sort of thing, and, and look what look what's happened there. So if this kid is as good as what they're saying he is, um. And I don't know about you now, but if ever Sanetti and a play now, I've got to take a big interest in them because yes. to have a look at him, you know what I mean? So, but again, he's a player that I don't really know too much about, but what everybody's saying is he's going to be the new uh, Vincent company. Well, if he's, if he's half as good as Vincent company, then, then we've got ourselves a good player. That's how I feel about it. I heard someone, I heard someone describe him as the Mbappe of defenders. Well, there you go then. So, um, if that's the case, uh, pace. He's, apparently, he's got pace and power. Nineteen years of age, you know. Um, yeah, I think it's a good. Uh, you know, listen, we ain't going to spend thirty million pound on on a dodgy defender. Oh, what? No, yeah, we've done that. Dear, oh dear. So uh, no, but this is a different year. No, I'm, I, I think that this is a good deal, um, and, and one for the future. And it does look like we are looking forward as well. You know, there, there does seem to be some method in what we're doing. So uh, now, without knowing too much about the player, but what I've, what people have said and all that, I think it'd be good. Harry, is this part of the? Is this part of the new regime? A young lad in thirty million, loan him back out. Um, you know, bring him in, bring him in for relatively cheap, um, and then perhaps you know when he's in his prime, let him go for. 100, 120 million. Do, do you know? Do you know what I'm trying to get at? You know. Yeah, uh, could well uh, be. Could well be. We know that <laughs> Arsenal like like money, don't they? So it could be. But uh, with this one, I'm I'm pleased because we've heard so much about him and you know how highly he's rated and stuff, and it's great. And I agree with Lee. If that was the only way we get the deal done, then so be it. Um, I think that the difficulty here as an Arsenal fan is to put aside the fact that you're frustrated we haven't signed a centre-back and and judge that separately to this deal because this deal is very much one for the future. Uh, my understanding is we've not laid out any money on this uh, up front and we don't pay anything until next season. That's what some of the reports are saying, um, we, in which case it makes perfect sense. Um, but And I feel like I'm always like talking players down and I'm not trying to do that, but I do advise a bit of caution with Saliba because he did only play 16 times last season. Um, for St Etienne and that was because I think it was Subasic um, at St Etienne who was the first choice centre-back picked up an injury and Saliba came straight in done a really really good job and got everybody sort of uh, noticing him and talking about him and then obviously he's attracted attention from other clubs um, but this season coming is going to be a really big season for Saliba to judge him properly and see how he gets on and St Etienne are a good club that are notorious for bringing young players through um, you know, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is a product of St Etienne. So that tells you all you need to know. They, they do produce players. And if he's going to develop into this top-class centre-back, in my opinion, he's in the right place. So I, I'm happy about this one. Um, but like Lee said, I'll be keeping a keen eye on him as well and seeing how he does get on. The, the feeling in France, though, is that we've paid over the odds for him. Um, but this is the Premier League and prices are inflated and you know, foreign clubs know that we have that extra money because of the TV deals, etc. And so I think it's always going to be the case that we overpay for players. Uh, but that, that's just kind of what's been spoken about in France at the minute. 
Dan, talk to me about this next fella, uh, who I personally, I, I'm taking a great interest in this kid. Um, and this is Gabriel Martinelli. Um, what I have seen of this kid so far, I am absolutely really impressed with him. Um, God, so close to scoring the winner last night, wasn't he? He was. Um, so close. But I, I love him. He, he's, he gets in there. He ain't afraid. He gets into these great positions. He has got pace to burn. Um, I think it was against, was it against Colorado Rapids? He picked up the ball on the halfway line and he, he, he knocked it past one of the defenders. And he, now he missed the chance in the end. Um, but God, he's quick. Faster than Walcott, I'd say. Dan, what, 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 what's your first impressions of this lad? Listen, I'm really excited that you're as excited as me about this kid because mm. I've seen a lot of preseason, and he stands out by far. I mean, like, not even close to some of the others that have that have come through. And people can talk about Eddie and Ketty scoring and, and Willock all they like. This kid has been the one for me, without a doubt, that's impressed. And I think that what's so great about him is when he first came, people said that he couldn't really use both of his feet. And I've not seen that in preseason. He's looked very, very impressive. And I know it's strange because he hasn't exactly been clinical as such, but he's getting in there. He's creating chances. He's got some flair. He's got some skill. Obviously, Edu has seen something in this lad. Um, and I think I think it was Fiorentina, was it not? Where that chance you were talking about from the halfway line. Was it Fiorentina? Yeah. I think it might have been. And he nutmegged a couple of players, went through defenders, and it was like Nat's whisker past the post. I was so impressed with his kid. And what looks to me like is that he's happy to play in a few positions around the kind of attack in midfield. It's not, it's not you know, he's not um, bothered about coming in from cutting in from the left on his right foot. He looks to be playing as a kind of a false nine with Eddie Nketiah in some games as well. Um, and he looks really exciting. I think he's only just turned 18. Is that right? Right. Yeah. So a, a massive future for this lad. And I've got a lot of time for him. I think even last night, I know it was a, a bit unlucky. Him and Abamyang had a bit of a communication problem, I think. But um, I think he, he went for it and, you know, just, just missed it. I, I'm... A big fan of this lad, I really am. I think that's a great, good, potentially a great signing. We look at Gunduzi; was about five or six million, likewise, and he's turned out to be a potentially very good player. So um, let's hope that this lad's the same. Yeah, for six million, I mean, it can't be sniffed at, can it? I, I, I think I, I, I said it to Lee when we were in Dublin last year. I said that I, I thought Gunduzi was going to become, you know, a, a, a centre, a focal point of the midfield. Um, Emery seems to like him. Uh, keeps playing him. Was I haven't been? I've got to say though, I haven't been too impressed with Gwendozi this uh, this preseason. Um, shall we talk about the? Let's talk about the big one, Harry. The big one. Uh, Nicholas Pepe uh, has joined Arsenal in a seventy-two million pound deal. Signs from Lille. Well, that that rhymes. That rhymed. That did. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Nicholas Pepe, seventy-two million pound deal from Lille. I wonder if Harry Shot is watching. It's <laughs> like that. Harry, talk to me about this boy. Um, again, a lot of people saying we paid over the odds. Um, but yeah, everyone wanted him. Everyone wanted him. All the Man United fans wanted him. Tottenham wanted him. Chelsea wanted him. Then when we signed him, ah, he ain't that good. Ah, he ain't that good. Talk to us, Harry. How good is this lad? It's, it's a massive signing. And, and it's more so because of the other clubs that were involved in sort of the chase for Pepe over the summer. Um, and he said, you know, we've spent a lot of time criticising the owners and criticising the likes of, you know, San Leahy and co, but you've got to give him credit here because to get this deal done 
considering, you know, the other teams that were in for Pepe is a massive coup for Arsenal. You've also got to think as well that this is the first time we're seeing Raul sort of use his contacts. There's someone at Lille uh, very high up who he used to work with at Barcelona. And I think that that played a part in him getting this deal done. Also as well, Arsenal have managed to make a big signing despite you know, the transfer budget restrictions. And I know some people have been sitting there going, oh, you know, this £45 million thing was a load of bollocks. It wasn't. The fact is, if you look at the deals Arsenal have done this summer, the money that they've laid up up front doesn't even equate to the £45 million. And that's what Arsenal have done very, very well. And you've got to give them credit for because they've maximised that budget. They've gone to Lille with a deal that includes payments over a four, five-year period. And Lille are a club who are really unstable financially and have been over the last few years. So a deal like this would appeal to somebody like Leo, a club that need a structured income to come over a number of years, you know, and it really secures their future. So that's why they were willing to do it. I'm glad we got Pepe over Zaha. I think he's a better player than him. I think he's got more potential than him and he's a lot younger than him as well. The only, but I do think Arsenal's first choice was Zaha. And the reason we turned to Pepe was because of the um, the fact that Lille were happy to accept structured payments and Palace weren't. Um, so I think that, you know, the circumstances have worked out really well. Raul's gone over there, done the deal. You know, he's, he's obviously gone and talked the lad into it, talked the club into it. And it's, it's great work on behalf of everyone at Arsenal. So we have to give him praise. I know we're going to talk about them not getting defenders and that's another issue, but... You know, to bring this guy in when Bayern, Napoli, Liverpool, United were all interested is massive, and I'm really pleased with it. Lee, I've always said, can I ask a quick question, Craig? Just very quickly, mate. Our front, our front three now, in terms of Aubameyang, Lacazette, and Pepe, how does that compare to Man City and Liverpool's front three? I know they've gelled, they like have had time, but they're not, they've had more time than our front three. But but what we thinking there? Because I'm quite excited by our front three now. I am, mate, and it's a great question. Uh, On paper, it's it's level. With uh, with Man City and Liverpool, I think, in my opinion, but you hit the nail on the head there. These these the, the other the other six have had time to gel. They know their you know they they know they know their um, playing style. But if you're asking me, how, is it is it any good or is it any worse? I'd say it's pretty level, Lee. If you're looking at those attacks on paper, Pepe, Aubameyang, Lacazette, uh, Mane, um, Mane. Ella and um, Firmino or um, Aguero, Sterling and Sane. There's, it's got to be up there with them, isn't it, surely? Yeah, it is in terms of names. It is in terms of names. But I just think that we're still not... I, I, I don't think that Arsenal know how to, to get Lacazette and Aubameyang in the same side where I think we're having to play Aubameyang out wide. I, I still don't think that's quite got the right chemistry for me. So, and I, you know, it's a good point that Dan's made. I still think it's exciting, but I, I, I'm still going to say it now. If I, people are still saying that, that, that Zaha could still come in at the last minute. Where would that leave us with, like, maybe playing with two natural wide players instead of playing, like, obviously, a Bamiang sort of offer of that? So it'd be very, very interesting what if that, that is the case. I'd still feel that. To get the best out of a Bamiang, you need two wide players and then up the top. But then Lacazette gives us so much more with the hold-up play and all that. So I think it's a difficult one, this one. I really do. I've, you know, um, because I think that 
can they all turn it a little bit? I think they can. I think they can. You know, I think as we're saying there, as Dan said, I think that they're going to have to work on it, and it's going to have to gel. And I think this is where Pepe is going to have to be hit the ground running, if you like, because I think if I'm led to believe he can play right and left, so he can he can move about, and it, it means that they can be a little bit more flexible up front, where I think it was a little bit, bit more rigid last season. So. I don't know how they're going to do this. I don't know how they're going to play this, you know. Um, but, you know, um, it's certainly exciting from that point of view. Um, and I, I also think that with Liverpool and, and Man City, they've got slight little problems up there. You know what I mean? Sane wants out, or we're led to believe that, you know, with Bayern Munich. And um, Mane is, you know, he's only just got his first factor of eight on at the minute because he's got about another three weeks holiday yet in, before he can come back. So I don't think he's going to be exactly at his best when when we play him in a couple of weeks. So you know it might be a good time to be playing Liverpool. We we'll probably get stuffed now. I've said that, but um, that, uh, you know it might not be a bad time to play Liverpool because I think that maybe they're not going to be as quite as potent as what they are going to be come November December time. Paul in the chat box, he says. Uh, it's a statement signing, especially without Champions League football, Dan. Would you? I mean, you can't not agree with that, can you? No, I mean, listen, the guy's got 22 goals last season. I know we're looking at the French League, but the only player to get more goals was Mbappe. I don't think you can you can argue with that. Um, what I like about this lad is he's coming, he's cutting in on his left hand, uh, on his left foot from the right hand side. He looks to be uh, a creator. He's definitely got some flair, that's for sure. Um, I think he plays on the opposite wing to Zaha, actually. Am I right in saying that for Ivory yeah. Coast? Yeah, I thought so. Um, so it's interesting what Lee says there about a last-minute bid for Zaha. I don't know if I can see that person. And if we do get those two on the wings, I think the only option is to go 4-4-2 and play Lacazette and Aubameyang together. But I don't know if that will leave us a bit too exposed at the back, especially with who we've got playing in their first 11. Like. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see this, lad. I'm really excited about it. I think everyone is. Um, and I totally agree with what Harry was saying about the instalment situation. I think it's unbelievable business to pay 20 million up front, whatever it was, and the rest in instalments. That's uh, that's top business. You've got to give Raul credit for that 100%. Absolutely. I think what's interesting about this three is that they are interchangeable. You know that Aubameyang can operate from the left. I think personally that Aubameyang's better on the right. You know, in pre season, especially. He's played there a couple of times. He's gone out there and he's beaten men on the outside, which is something that Arsenal don't do often enough. We don't mm. beat the man on the outside and then pull the cross back. It's always yeah. trying to cut inside against these compact defences. So for me, that that's Aubameyang's strength and I prefer him on the right. But unfortunately, Pepe is more effective on the right as well. So for this to work, for this trio to work up front, it has to be very fluid it has to be very flexible in the sense that they can interchange during the game, constantly drag defenders out of position, swap around. But in order for you to be able to do that, you have to have the midfield basis behind that, meaning that when the game bypasses those three, they don't have to be tracking back. And your defensive midfield and whoever that number 10, if you like, is, has got to drop back as well and help out. So it's about setting up the whole team to get the maximum out of these three. But you certainly got all the components there. I think that's an interesting point in terms of who plays at number 10. Is it going to be Chabayos? Is it going to be Ozil? Um, because I, I haven't got much faith in Granite Chaka personally, next to Torreira. So I think it's... That, that, You'll that's be all right here, mate. You'll be all right on this podcast if you haven't got much faith in Chaka. You'll be all right. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's got away with a lot of... Um, 
a lot of stick personally, I think, because I, I think he's everyone goes on about Mustafi, and I'm totally there 100%. And he needs to get out the door, and I'm not a fan of Mikatarian either. But Granit Xhaka, it just seems people kind of eh, he's not too bad. Well, I ain't seen enough to convince me yet, so we'll see. Can I ask you guys a question though? Because like I, I completely get where you're coming from. I defend Granite Shacker quite a bit, but I, I understand why people say what they do about him. It's, it's clear as day; you can see it. But why do you think it is? And this is a question to you guys: that Arsene Wenger put so much faith in him, that the coach of Switzerland has made him the captain, that Unai Emery seems to pick him every time he's available, and looks as though he's going to make him our captain. Why do they? What are they seeing that we don't? Are we missing something? Are we not? as clued up as them. I don't know what it is. Like, why do you think that despite all the things we say, every manager that seems to come across him absolutely adores him? Well, he's obviously all got up. nudes. He's got nudes. He's got Arsene Wenger's nudes and he's got Emery's nudes and that's what he does. And he waves them in front of him every week. Are you going to play me? You gonna, oh, you are. Okay, I'll put them away. Thank you. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, Dan, do you know what it is? Because I certainly don't know what yeah, it is. The only thing I can think, and I haven't seen this on a pitch, so this isn't my opinion, this is only what I can think it must be, is I think he must be good in the dressing room and great mentality-wise because I haven't seen enough of him, his skill and try. Listen, he has some good games. He's not absolute. We've had some proper horseshit in our midfield over the years and there's a lot of players worse than Granite Xhaka, let me tell you that. But I cannot forgive someone who just makes the same mistakes yeah. you know i just i don't mind someone making a mistake yeah i don't mind that so it happens everyone makes mistakes it's the same mistake that i've seen so often with granite chaka i think there was was it wolves at home last season lee do you remember that one where he just yeah. stepped over the ball yeah yeah uh, i'm sitting there thinking what, what's the guy doing that what, what did he get a call it's like sunday league stuff wasn't it it was like yeah. someone's called him and said leave it so he did um i've seen so many individual errors he gives a lot of penalties away a lot of penalties. Brighton at home last season. Behind him. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen enough to convince me. I really haven't. And, um, no, I'm with you know, I, yeah, I mean, Gunduzi, I'm, I'm not too 100% set on yet because he's young. I'd rather play Gunduzi. I really would. And I'd probably rather play Willock, if I'm honest. I just think Granite Shack has had enough chances like Mustafi has. But you're absolutely right, Harry. He must be doing something right because he's getting a game every week. Even last night, I thought he was poor and he still played a long time. I, th I think with when when you look at it with Arsene Wenger, I think Arsene Wenger paid him because he spent thirty five million pounds on him, so he he was sort of forced to play him there. I think then Emery's come in and uh, for you know has given him a chance, um, you know, and I think that if Emery has anything about him now, he, he's going to have to exactly what Dan's just been saying. Emery becomes accountable now for results. And if you've got a midfield player that continually keeping making mistakes, you know, people actually blame um, a lot of our phrases, defensive phrases, on on our back four. I don't. It's not just our back four. It's our, the way we set up midfield wires as well, like the third man running. And it, it seems to be coming off of his shoulder a lot and it gets him in there. There's... You know, I've seen him one at Swansea a couple of years ago pouring down with rain on a Wednesday night and he just let a man run. And he does that too often. Um, he's captain of Switzerland, which, you know, they're, they're, they're not well beaters, are they? Switzerland, if I'll be honest, you know what I mean, in, in terms of international football. Would he be captain of England if he was English? I doubt it. You know what I mean? So, you know, but... 
I will say this about him, that he has got a lovely left foot. And what he does do for us very, very quick is he gets us... He changes our point of attack very, very quickly because he has got that left foot. But then people say to me, oh, he's got a great left foot. And I go, yeah, but I've, I've watched Liam Brady. I've watched Emmanuel Petit play, you know, and I've watched Edu play. And he's not in the same league as these players, you know what I mean? And that's that's my thing. And, you know, he does this and does that. But Ray Parler used to do that. And, uh, uh, Lee, and the, the only thing is, though, like, you're, you're comparing him to, like, Brady and Petit. But what you've got to look at is... In the team now, will Genduzi pick out those passes? Will no, he won't do. But I, I, so that's I, why he's in the team because he does what they can't do. It doesn't mean he's as good I, as I, I get that, and that's what I'm saying. That he does do that. But like you're looking at people, you know, is he as good as all right? Someone like Paul Davis that played for Arsenal. He's a left foot. You know, what I mean, you know, I think he's a very, very average player, uh, and a very, very lucky player. That's my opinion. I don't, I don't see, I don't see what people keep, you know, I have arguments with people, you know, in, in my groups and all that, that think he's great. And I say, well, what does he do great? And they come out with, well, he's got a great left foot. And my argument to that is, well, so is Liam Brady. So is, so is so-and-so, so-and-so, so, you know, and I, I get what he does, but what is the point, uh, Harry, if he can make a 30-yard pass over to a wide player, which might be a, a little bit better now that he's got someone like Pepe on it, when he does that, and then he gives away a goal or game. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or silly penalty, like you know, and and I think that when he sees, he sits on the on the team bus, and as he sits, I bet I'll imagine he's one of these blokes that gets there on first, and he sits there and he sees Mustafi coming and he goes, oh that's Andy, then he sees Chambers walking and he goes, oh that's Andy, you know what I mean, like or and it's all like because these players give him a get out. You know what I mean? Because as soon as there's a goal mistake, oh, well, we'll get on Mustafi's back. You know what I mean? I bet they all love Mustafi in the dressing room, all those Arsenal players. I know that I would. I'd think, my God, I'm glad he's playing today because the fans are going to get onto his back, miss what I do. And I do think that we do focus. Arsenal, and listen, boys, don't don't get me wrong. This is a trait of Arsenal. It's not just happened in Twitter world and just that Arsenal have been like this since going back into the 60s and 70s. They've always had a scapegoat. You know what I mean? And Mustafi is that one now. You know what I mean? But if he makes a mistake, I've seen games when Shaq has made a mistake. Sometimes he gets away with it, boys. You know what I mean? But like, then then Mustafi gets the site does a mistake and might get away with it. God, did you see Mustafi? See what he done today, right? You know what I mean? Imagine if it was Mustafi last night, Ainsley Mate and Niles. Just imagine if that oh, was Mustafi. Oh, exactly, exactly. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It'd have been all hell breaking loose, you know? And, and I, I just, you know, people turn around to me and say, oh, yeah, we're going to make him captain. You know what? We're going to make him captain because there's no one else, and that's that's you know I mean that is the case at the moment is because we've got no one else. We're going to make him captain, and do you know what, Harry? I'm going to be honest with you. I can't argue against that. I can't argue against the fact. You know, if someone like you turns around and says, "Well, he's going to be captain," then I have to say to myself that um, I can't argue with that. Can't argue with it in being captain. I think that just shows the lack of leadership on the yeah, pitch. It does. Yeah, he's the best of a bad bunch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to get. That's probably yeah. That's what you got to look at. Chaka, Socrates, um, and and then you're looking at fan favourites. I mean, for me, I'd go fan favourite and give it to Laka, but a lot of people have uh, given me stick for saying that. But I just think he shows a lot of passion on a pitch, and he's a fan's favourite. And I think that's the way to go if you're going to just pick it 
the best of a bad bunch. I'm not sure that's the best thing to do. But what I'll do, just come back on your point, Lee, about um, trying to compare him to sort of Arsenal players. I, I've, I'm thinking more about let's try and compare him to players that are out there playing at lower clubs that I'd have. Let's take Decore at Watford, for example. Yeah. I'd rather have him. Let's yeah. take Garner, a guy who's just let Ever, left Everton for 27 million. I'd rather have him. Uh, even Andre Gomez has just gone to Everton. I'd rather have him. There's many more that I can't think off at the top of my head that I'd have ahead of Granite Xhaka, and that's uh, not good enough for me. They're, Sorry, they're kind of different players, though, though, aren't they? Like, Decore is a bit... The thing I like about Decore is he's kind of like... He reminds me of, like, the old-school centre midfielder that's just up mm. and down, up and down, beast. up and down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Xhaka, I, I think that if he had the right player next to him, and I don't know who it is, because throughout the season, Emery changed it so many times that I, we can't tell what works and what doesn't. I thought Torreira and him was the best combination we had for a while. And then he changed it again. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's like, I, I acknowledge all the faults that Granit Xhaka has. I'm not for a second saying that he's perfect or anything like that. But I just think that until, you know, maybe Ceballos will be this man, but we don't have anyone else in the middle of the park that can pick out a pass, that can, you know, spray the ball left and right, switch the play quickly, like Lee said, but also, when you're talking about the captaincy thing, one thing you've got to say about Granite Xhaka, and something that I saw in the team last season that I quite liked, and it's probably the ugly side of football and shouldn't be something I'm praising, but whenever there was an issue with another team or something, him and Kalasinac would steam in there. And I love that about them. And they must, you know... Yeah, I love, love that. No, I love that. I love that. So we've been missing for a long time. Yeah, exactly. And so it depends what you want from your captain. Some managers like a captain that leads by example, or they give it to a player that maybe is so good that to try and keep him there. Others want someone who's a talker, who barks at instructions. It just depends. And I think the role of the captain has changed over the last few years. And, and you know, that's why we've got a manager uh, now sitting I'll there saying... You, I'll I'll you, I, would, I would prefer... I, I don't want Koscielny coming back as captain now. And if someone said to me, it's either Shaka or Koscielny as captain, I know, it, you know, because Koscielny uh, might go anywhere, but say that for... for some sort of reason it doesn't happen you know i would put shaka in front of him every single time now so yeah you know, preach that man preach that I agree so, with that <laughs> you know you know so that you know you could say i'm being a bit of a flip-flop then again but that's how, uh, I, that's Tony, how was I, right. Tony was right <laughs> that's how i'd feel about it but i just think you know claude come up with a great point the other day i know it can be a he can be moaning at time but he said like you know People are saying I'll give give Socrates as a captain because he fist pumps to the crowd. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's somewhere along the line, you know, fans are a little bit fickle or a little bit what's known to to certain things, and I get that. You know what I mean? Like you know, Socrates is, you know, isn't the answer a central defender as 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 much as Mustafi and whoever else. We all know that, but because he steams into a tackle and pumps the crowd and all that. People love that. The fans love that, you know what I mean? And I think that Shaka has that, what you just said, Harry, when he gets stuck into to upper opposition and, and fans see that and think, do you know, oh, yeah, I like a little bit of that, like, you know. But I, I want to see, I like to see that with the class of someone like, you know, maybe, listen, maybe I'll go, you know, I've watched Vieira for 10 years or nine years and, uh, you know, and, and, and people like that. And that's what I want us to get back to. And, and maybe Shaka is is being judged harshly by by people like me. There's a few, people, thing in, a few people in the chat box said that Flamini's better than him. What do you say about that? Oh, I mean, 
Flamini was all right, weren't he? He was like he just filled the hole when you needed him. Like I loved Flamini. Left man. back on that champion. Oh, well, he's, he's first in his first. You know, he's first in at the club. Well, I was guided when he left. Um, when he went to, when, he, when he went to uh, he went to AC Milan, didn't he? When I can remember pictures of remember when we beat Milan two 0 in the San Siro in the Champions League when Fabregas mm. scored that cracker. I can remember seeing memes on Facebook of um, Kaka on his knees. Remember he had that T-shirt that used to say, I belong to God. Like there was memes going around on Facebook. It was oh, Shaka, um, sorry, um, what's his, Kaka, on his, Kaka on his knees with the T-shirt saying, I belong to Flamini. <laughs> <laughs> but he always, go down as, he always go down as a legend for that goal he got at White Hart Lane. Um, well, I think he's always, but I think was he's more of a cult hero, isn't he? Yeah, he? yeah. He, he's definitely a hero of mine. And, and a great song, a great song about him, which I think the fans, you know, when they make up a good song, and it, you know, um, well, you know, it'd be very interesting when Edo, um, when um, when when uh, when Shaka goes, where actually people will put him in the sort of order of of, of players, you know. I mean, he wouldn't get nowhere near my first six, seven, eight, ten top teams. Wouldn't get in on. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. I've just pressed something here. <laughs> 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 you just wanted to see yourself, that's it, oh, didn't oh, you? Oh, there we go. You look beautiful, Greg. You look beautiful, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> Inglorious HD. to shut that shirt off. Inglorious <laughs> HD. Um, all right, then. So, uh, Dan, we better, I suppose we better start talking about Saturday. Um, Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Even. Why can't they just play games on a Saturday like they used to? Do? <laughs> um, how do we start uh, up at Newcastle? What would be your start at eleven? Good question. Uh, I know. I, do, I know. I do try. You know, I'm going to go with how I think it's going to it's going to turn out here. I'm going to go Leno in goal, Amn Maitland-Niles right back. I'll go Nacho at left back. Because if we do side Tierney, he's not he's uh, injured apparently. So it'll be Nacho at left back. I'm going to go with Socrates and Chambers at centre back. I don't think Mustafi's going to play. I think the fans will faint. Uh, I am going to go Chaka and Torreira. And then I'm going to go with Meza in number 10. And then I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Aubameyang, Pepe, and. Mikatarian, unfortunately, because I don't think Lacazette's fit. Yeah, that's what I was say. I don't think he'll be fit. So I think it's going to be Mickey on the right, Pepe on the left, and Aubameyang up top. He might play Tobias instead of Ozil, but I think that's what it'll be. I probably wouldn't go with that team, but I think that's what's going to be the eleven. So, yeah, I'll stick with that. Harry? Uh, I f I'm going to go with what I think it's going to be rather than what I would play. So Leno in goal, Maitland-Niles agree with the, the back four, Chambers, uh, Socrates and then Monreal on the left. I think the centre midfield pairing will be Willock and Xhaka um, based on pre-season and the minutes that Willock's had. I don't think Torreira's anywhere near fit enough yet. He only got five minutes the other night, didn't he? Um, he's come back from the, the Copa America, so I don't think he'll be starting. I think Ozil will play in front of them. I think Aubameyang will be up front with Mkhitaryan on the right, but I actually think that Reese Nelson will start on the left. Um, again, because Pepe was at the African Cup of Nations, only joined up with a squad on Friday um, last week. So I don't think he'll be uh, up to scratch either yet. And I think that Emery's very cautious um, in that sense. And we, he saw that, we saw that last season, didn't we? 
um, with the way he sort of tried to blend. Like Torreira, he was giving him bits and pieces at the beginning of the season. I know he threw Guendouzi straight in, but um, I, I think that Willock has done enough over the pre-season. I know it's only pre-season. Yeah, Very I think he's impressed enough to get that start, and I think he will. Lee wouldn't know because he hasn't been watching it. But Willock, no, Willock has I, been I, playing I, very, very well, Lee. Very, very well. Yeah, but um, how many times have you seen that? And then when the season starts, they don't yeah. play him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, you know so, but how I'd go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very controversial here. I'm fed up. I'm fed up. I'm going to say it for the 55th time now. I'm fed up with seeing Maitland Niles playing right back. He ain't, so he's out. All right, he's out. I'll play um, my mate Mustafi at right back. Sod it. I play him there. Like, you know what I mean? He's a better right back than Maitland Niles. You know what I mean? Like, Jenkinson is a better right back than Maitland Niles. End of. Why he keeps playing him there, I do not know. So, Maitland Niles for me is going to go into midfield and I'm going to play. Um, I'm going to go with Socrates and Chambers because we haven't got no one else, which is a worry. Monreal, because you guys seem to know what you're on about, is going to be the left back. Tierney now, if he's injured for eight weeks, I wouldn't waste my time with him until um, the January transfer window. Come back in the January transfer window for him. What's the point of spending money? That's the rumour, I think. That's the rumour. Yeah, spend spend some spend it spend it in somewhere else. Just before we come on air, it's Sky Sports report that we're going back in. So oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so okay. Sky Sports report. We're going back in, um, and they they, they reckon oh, okay. that swimming in it. Like, you know I mean, like, are we going back in? How many more times are going to go back in? It, you know what I mean? Get it wrapped up before before Thursday. So well, if they do, then great because he he seems the real deal. I'm going to go with uh, Maitland Niles in midfield. I feel he deserves a chance to play in midfield. I think um, Henry's right. Shaq has been playing getting the minutes as well, like so to go with him there. So that'd be my two in midfield. Um I, I'm gonna be I, I I feel that if you spend 72 million pounds, I'm going all the way up to Newcastle, I want to see him play. So I'm playing him. Pepe's playing like you know what I mean I'm not going all the way up to Newcastle to see him not play. So he's gonna play. Um I, and I feel that the, the manager's gonna go out of the box a little bit here. Like I think a Bamiang will play and I, I think Reese Nielsen will play. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, mate. Get them out there. If you, do you know what I mean? Let's have a look. Yeah. Um, Why we've got Newcastle and Burnley yeah, but... coming up when we've got to get minutes into yeah minutes into the players for those two games against Liverpool and and Tottenham, which you're going to. I'd be love to see that, man. Crucial. I'd love to see that. I just think so that, that's why I go there. Love to see that. And everybody keeps going about Mesut Ozil. Well, I'm afraid I'm going to give him one game. I'm giving him one game at Newcastle. Because I think, you know, when people say, oh, it's a bit harsh, he's had three seasons now and he's done nothing for me. You know what I mean? And, and everybody's saying, oh, he's playing really well in pre-season, he's doing this and doing that. Everybody going mad about the pass that he done on um, on against Aubameyang. Is it? It's a good pass. It's nothing to go special about. I don't know why people are going overboard about it because they're trying to justify him as it owes I suppose. But I want to see him get hold of this game with two youngsters. You know, I wouldn't even... Be a little bit thing if, if if Willock's playing really really well to go with a Willock and make the nose. I know the manager wouldn't do that, but young legs in there running up and down, doing all the all the donkey work for Mesut Ozil to get on the ball and, and hit those front three. Don't forget, like with those front three, let them come on to you and then hit them on the break. You know what I mean? And if we can do that, that's what I do. So, you know, I feel that Shaka and 
um, Ozil, definitely in last chance saloon for me. You know what I mean? I think both, both shouldn't be there, in my opinion. But Well, you won't hear me do it often, but I'm going to stick up for Merce at this, uh, this particular juncture because he has been playing very well pre-season. And he has yeah, been. That's where everybody's saying, and I'm, I'm yeah. pleased. He is, yeah. Craig. I'm yeah. pleased. He has been no, very. I mean, Flashes of brilliance there. And I, I think we I, have to get behind him, don't we? Because he ain't going anywhere, yeah. boys. Yeah, well, no one's exactly, dumb enough to be exactly. playing. No exactly. one's dumb enough to be paying that much money a week uh, apart from us. So I think uh, we have to get behind him. On on the flip side of that, Dan Lee is right. He's been absolute pony for the last Mate, two I'm years. Not, I'm not a big fan, so I'm totally with Lee. <laughs> Do you know? Um, is you know. But it comes back to that. It comes back to that argument. What is the alternative? Because Henrik Mkhitaryan ain't any better. No, another one. Another yeah. one. I, I'm a. I, you know, he showed last season in flashes what he could do. You know what I mean? But then he got injured. Uh, I think it was against Spurs. I can't remember. He was on a good run of games and playing really well, and then he got injured. And he came back, and he was like, you know, it was Mkhitaryan's brother again. You know what I mean? Like, but again, he's another one. You know, and I'm. Sh- I don't know how you guys feel it, but if, if he was to leave, it would not bother me. You know what I mean? Like, not at all, mate. Not at all. I've, I've, I've had enough now. You know, 180 grand a week in Eon. Yeah. No yeah. one's going to pay. I no one's going to be dumb enough to pay that. Crazy. But, you, you know, got, you why play him? And why play him? Why play him when, and, and leave Reese Nielsen out? Like, why don't you just stay, you know, give it, give the kid a go? You know what I mean? I'd like, love to see that, man. I'd love know, to see that. I'm fed up with seeing over yeah. overpaid. Players. This is the thing. The, the previous regime was so bad. Somebody sat Mikatarian down and said, "You're worth one hundred eighty thousand pounds a week." Somebody sat Kalasinac down and said, "You're worth one hundred twenty grand a week." Somebody sat Squadron Mustafi down and said, "You're worth ninety thousand pounds a week." These agents must have the the biggest gangsters going because to get anyone to pay that much for those free players, and Chaka's on about is he on hundred? I don't know what he's on. Madness. Madness, mate. The thing you've got to think, though, as well, is like we're talking about giving the youngsters an opportunity. And yet it's easy for us to say because there's no consequence for us saying that. Yeah, I get it. Unai Emery's point of view. And I've, you know, you guys know I'm not Unai Emery's biggest fan. But where I will defend him is that Unai Emery has got, what, this season to get Arsenal back in the Champions League. If he doesn't, his contract ain't getting extended because it ends at the end of the season. I get that. So at, at some point, like... Emery's not in the past trusted youth. So to think that he's just going to completely change his policy, it, I, I don't, I can't quite see that. But, you know, whilst I'd like Nelson and that lot to get more games, because that's the only way they're going to develop, I can also understand why he may be tempted to stick with the Awobis, the Mikatarians, because his job is on the line and he needs guarantees. And with young players, we've always said it you struggle to get consistency from them. That's the hardest thing. We're struggling to get consistency from them. Agreed. But you, but there is, you know what you're getting. We yeah, I, 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 I'm with you, Harry. I, I totally accept what you're saying there. I do, I, I do get that. But it would be refreshing if, if this manager would go that way. I just feel that it, it may work. Listen, I think that it goes a certain way with those guys. You're going to get to a certain level. I feel with the youth players, you you may go a bit higher. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, you just, I just feel that give them, give them a bloody chance and, and see what they can do. And I'd, I'd rather see Reece Nielsen be playing 
I'd like Newcastle and see him sitting on the bench and Mkhitaryan running around for 70 minutes doing fuck all. That's, that's mm. my opinion. Like. Oh, sorry about that. No, sorry, sorry about that. It's a family show. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Well, I swear that. Yeah. I swear that. You did, first you time did. I've done that, like, you know what I mean? That's, that, that's, that's Mkhitaryan's show. fault. That is. Sorry for everybody. <laughs> Mkhitaryan's fault that was. I'm only joking. I just, just, you know. No, I, so, I, don't, I don't normally swear, but like... Um, you don't, to be honest. You, do, uh, you don't, to be honest. Uh, I must admit, right, the last question of the evening, because we're, we're, we're uh, I, I did say this was going to be a short one, but we've, nearly been, <laughs> we've, been, we've been going nearly an hour now. Um, I do like this offer. I've got a counter in the corner to tell us how long we've been going on. And there's 360 people watching live. Hello, everyone. How are you? Uh, That's you good, because Jimmy, I didn't think we was going to be on live. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, Love uh, Island's finished. You know? well, that, That's what well, there, there you go. That's what judge. Yeah, Oh, it's 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 called the uh, the vets uh, Love Island. I've been on that. Like, <laughs> on the Turkish Love Island. <laughs> yeah. Comes out next year. <laughs> so the question is, all right, Dan, we'll, we'll we'll go to you first. The question is, will Arsenal finish in the top four this season? Yes, yes. My reason for saying that is this. Um, I hate saying this, but I think Spurs will be in the top four. Uh, I believe Chelsea and United are going to struggle. And the reason I say that is this. Chelsea have lost 15 points already by losing Eden Hazard, in my opinion. And they can't replace him. I do feel they've got some good players. I like Kante. I like Pulisic. I still think Giroud's got a goal or two in him. Um, and William on his day, likewise. They have got some good youngsters. However, I still feel without Hazard, they're a different side. Manchester United, I don't know what they're doing. Literally, I think they are so... Hey. <laughs> eh? It? it is great. It is great. <laughs> and you can spend 130 million on two England internationals that I don't really think are amazing, but they're okay. Uh, looking at Harry Maguire, 80 million. For me, that's madness. One Bissaka, I like actually. I think he's a good player, but he's not even got played 50 games yet and he's 50 million. So um, they're looking at still up top. Lukaku wants to go. They've only got Rashford, who only scored. Six to, I think he scored six or eight goals last season. Sanchez on too much money, don't want to be there. Pogba don't want to be there. Neither of those two are gone. So I think there's problems at United. Um, point. I th- Very good point. Yeah, I think you know, I think City and Liverpool fight it out. I hate to say this too, but I think there'll actually be quite a big gap between uh, second and third. I'm going to go into double figures, say 10, 15 points. And then I think it will be Spurs, unfortunately. And then I'm going to go for Arsenal to nick fourth. And I think City, uh, sorry, Chelsea and uh, United will be fifth and sixth. Harry? I think Unai Emery's got another fantastic chance to do it, and hopefully he does do it this time. Um, because of everything Dan's just said, of the three managers that, you know, really need it, him, Lampard, and uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I think he's the best of the three. He's the most experienced of the three, and I think he's the most well-equipped of the three. Um, you know, he's probably get he's probably getting a top one top defender away from sort of being nailed on given what the others have got and and the business that they've done so far i do think that maybe chelsea won't have as much pressure on them because they've got the transfer ban and lampard's kind of a longer term appointment so maybe they won't be that pressure him to do it but i can't see Ole Gunnar Solskjaer last in the season at united so for me um you know i think we've got a fantastic chance but we can't afford to make the same cock-ups that we did last season because we were gifted countless opportunities last year as well and we couldn't take them. What about the judge? 
Um, if, if, he doesn't, if, if he doesn't get us top four, has he got to go? Yeah, I do think that he. I think that he will do. Yeah, I don't think that. Um, he can, well, unless he wins the Europa League, I suppose. But um, no, I, I feel that he's he's on. He's. Ooh, I, I don't think he's on on a good foundation after last season. He didn't really. You know, I think that if he listen, if he'd have got top four last season, and and I, I think that he would have been um, on a, a lot on a lot better foundation. I just feel that. Arsenal were going to foul again. I just feel that for all we've got, we, our defensive frailties will will come back to bite us. I think that we're. I, I still think we need two central defenders, really. You know, to come in there and uh, and, and and change it around. Just just give us a different mentality. I don't think that we're defensively good enough. I think somebody said it today on Twitter, and I I, I do agree with them that we're a a Premiership title. Winning side, as Dan said, with the front front three, um, our midfield is a um, a top four chasing team, and and our defence is championship and or relegation, and it, and, it, and it is, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it is poor, you know what I mean? Like you know, we can see too many goals, and I don't see where that's going to improve, Craig. I don't, I don't. It's 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 not going to improve. Um, tactically or coaching wise because we've had a year and it's not worked um, and it's not going to improve with personnel because we've not improved on personnel so I you know these next four days at this moment in time we'll end up fifth I think you know what I mean like um, fifth or sixth and maybe even worse because I think that I, I, I disagree with what Dan said I think that depending on, on the start Man United get they, they, they look to improve their back four they're not going to be as uh, as poor as back four, but then when he turns around Dan and says about the forward thing, I can't believe they're going to let themselves go that light. You know, Man United, they must have something in the pipeline. I can't see them going. Light. I think the next four days will be very, very important. If Arsenal buy a centre half and a proper centre half, then I think that not only could we get top four, Craig, I do believe we could challenge. That's our, that's our bigger. I do too. Yeah, I do too. I mean, but since we've been since since we've been talking, um, Harry, how do you pronounce this lad's name that we've been linked with? Apparently, we've put in a fifty-five million pound offer. Oh, uh, uh, Upamakano. Upamakano. Yeah. Upamakano. Oh, for Christ's sake! Can't we just <laughs> and buy someone English? Yeah, can't we just buy? Be all right. John Smith or Dave. John Wolf. It's just like Jones. They're not the Jones at Man United, you know what I mean? But <laughs> if you want a Harry Maguire, you've got to pay £80 million for a Shrek lookalike. What's, oh, what's, so what's what, this, is, this, this is the French boy, yeah, I'll take it. For, it plays in Germany, yeah. yeah? All nice people, I believe. £55 what, million that, rejected, isn't it? £55 million, million rejected, they won Well, that ain't going to happen then, is it? Uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold your horses, Mr. Judges. Depends if they'll accept instalments for the next exactly. twenty years. We'll, just, we'll let Raul we'll have a little word and we won't get too hasty. We'll have a... We'll, we well, can wait. I think he's about 20 years of age. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, that'd be a fantastic move alongside... See, for me, I, I'd I'd bring in like someone like that and then maybe go and sign KU on a free just to give him a bit of experience. Uh, maybe do something hey, like that. Hey. I think, I think I read on the chat box there that Cahill signed Crystal Palace. Yeah, Palace, so, yeah, so, Palace. Yeah. 
Well, good. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just feel that we need, we need something better than what we've got at the moment. If, if that's the case, listen. If they're putting in a fifty-five million pound bid, they know that they've got problems. They know that the, the, the powers of be know that we need to to get mm -hmm. somebody in. So, I still think it's going to be an interesting what three and a bit days. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I've. You know, I've always said that I sit in front of transfer deadline day like an absolute muppet every every year, um, hoping that we're going to pull someone um, or give me give me a night like a, like we like we had when we first when we signed Mercer Ozil. Um, I got in trouble that night for waking up the kids and and making the neighbours dog bark and and all that. But I, I think we're going to get another moment like that on Thursday. I really do, Craig. If we do sign him. How many letters has he got on his name? Uh, uh, was it a pound a letter, innit? Is it a pound a letter? That's a bloody joke, isn't it? Like, so it's going to cost you one, two, three, four, five, five, six, seven, eight. It's going to cost you nine Ten. quid. Nine, is it? Yeah. On top of what? Hosel for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do they do? They do. I love they do. I love they do. You know what I mean, it didn't cost a fortune. A good player as well. Like, oh, Raul. Raul would be a good one. Well... Oh, if we sign that centre half, that's the name I'll get. Then, like, I think, if, I think we get, like, if we got a Van Dyke, we'd be able to compete. Do you reckon? Is that what you're saying? I honestly do think that we would, because you know what, Dan? You might think I'm silly here, but I think a commanding centre half will just help all round our defending. Yeah, I'm with you know you, what I mean? Like when the balls when the balls put into the to the to the edge of the box, it gets headed away instead of gets headed up in the air, and then it's a free for all, and then they have a shot and it goes in. You know what I mean? Like, I do feel that somebody like that would just give us a, a little bit more, you know, like the ball over the top. It just seems like every now we get the ball over the top and we get punished. Ball over the top, head the ball away, and we don't concede. And then all of a sudden, we've got players that can score goals for us. You know what I mean? Like, top, top players. You know, if you imagine if you keep it tight, these guys up front are going to create a chance. You know, mm. and, you know, like the teams like Liverpool and and, and the Spurs will, will come to us, you know, and, and give it a go. You know what I mean? Like, and if we can hit them on the break and scare teams. But I, I do believe, Dan, I do believe this, that I watched it last season. Arsenal went 1-0 up at Liverpool, but they knew that they were, that they could break down our crumbling defence. But if you had something really solid there... And they did. <laughs> yeah, and they did. Yeah, exactly. But if they went 1-0 up, oh, hold on a minute. Now, you know, I just want to see a different... I, I do believe that if we've got a, the defence sorted out, that why not, why, you know, we could have a really good... I'm, oh, not had... win it. I'm not going to say win it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we can win the title. But we could give it a bloody good go. Channel. Could have had Van Dyke and Van Dyke and Kanze, couldn't we? I know it's always we could have had, could have had, but imagine them two. We'd, we'd be competing, wouldn't we, with Van Dyke Listen, and Kanze? Liverpool were, fourth, were they fourth, fifth, in and in around that area and then they bought Van Dyke and the goalkeeper they were the two weakest areas in their in their armoury they strengthened them up to be the, probably the two strongest and they yep. give it a right good go in the title race and they won the Champions League now I'm saying our weaknesses are centre half and a, and a real commanding centre midfield player if we were to buy yep. them three players now it would change us from from being uh, Fifth, sixth place, looking to get to fourth. For, for, I would believe for a team that's guaranteed fourth to pushing on into third, second, and first. That's that's my view. I'm and, with you, mate. I'm with you. Know, you. Well, it's been a mighty fine uh, return um, for the podcast. Good debate. Good debate. Yeah, 
yeah, absolutely. And I'm I am the happiest man here. Everything has worked. Um, we, yeah. haven't lagged, we haven't lagged once. We haven't echoed once. I haven't had to go and punch things. Um, that poor old... Uh, see that board up there? That got, <laughs> that got changed two weeks ago. And I'm at work. Put my fist through it um, a couple of weeks ago because nothing would work. Um, thanks, everyone, who's, who's been watching, who's stuck around. We peaked over 400 this evening. Oh, Absolutely okay. unbelievable. Nice. Um, 400 people live. Uh, thanks very much indeed. Thanks to everyone that donated. If you donated, thank you for the questions, even though we didn't get round to them. My apologies. Um, yeah. Newcastle away on Sunday. The Premier League is back. How good is that? We'll see you next Monday. Okay. Um, when we will be going through uh, what happens at St James's Park, we'll be talking about the game. We'll be talking about who played here and who played there. So until then, it's my thanks to Dan. Thank you very much for coming along, mate, and joining us. Um, sure, Dan. A so guest, and I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of you this season. Thank you very much, yeah, mate. Cheers. Thanks, boys. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Cheers, mate. Good, um, Harry. Thank you very much, mate. Go and give uh, your. Actually, right, <coughs> we must congratulate Harry being in the press box at the Arsenal. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well Harry's done, well done mate. hard work is paying off. Where are you this week? You got anything on this week? Uh, um, so the weekend just gone, I was at Brentford versus Birmingham. Birmingham, one uh, Yep, it was actually, uh, yeah, Brentford were all over him. I don't know how they lost that game. I think they had 16 attempts. Birmingham had one and won one nil. Um, but this weekend, I'm supposed to be at Charlton versus Stoke uh, on the Saturday. And then, of course, uh, Arsenal's on Sunday. So, yeah, looking forward to that as well. Kevin's not... might, might, might be playing. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I've yeah. Seen that, yeah. Remember, no, I know it's hard, but you won't be able to shout abuse at the Stoke fans because you're working. <laughs> Do you know um, what the difference between the press box at the Emirates and Brentford was unreal? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even fit my legs in the, the press box at Brentford. It was like so cramped. But I got to see next to Perry Groves and Marcus Gale and stuff. So it was, it was good fun as well. Good day out. Brilliant. Cool, brilliant. man. Cool. Of course, everyone know if you're new to the channel, uh, Harry has his own media channel, um, the Chronicles of Aguna. So please head over there, the Chronicles of Aguna. Um, and subscribe to Harry's YouTube channel. Lee Judges, um, it's, it's, it's been a beautiful thing to have you back. Thank uh, you very much, sir. Thank you. It's, it's been a beautiful thing. We won't to mention hear. the cricket today. No, no, let's not mention cricket because no, I. No, no, uh, gone off the game. Gone I, don't off know why, I don't know why anyone would ever mention cricket. But um, Lee, should we start a cricket podcast? Mm. I'd love to, like, you know what I mean, man? <laughs> How's that? We'll call it. <laughs> oh, yeah. How original. Yeah. <laughs> Not as good as our, our, or your one, Craig. Same as our, same. What would you talk about in a cricket podcast? Oh, did you see it when he hit the ball in a straight line and it went to the ball? <laughs> oh, what a great shot. And did you see it when he hit it again and it went along the floor in a straight line and it went for four again? Did you see it when he hit the ball and it went in a straight line and it went over that way? We could oh, talk about the Google. We could talk about the Google. Yeah, you know I mean. I'd love to do so. I love my cricket. No, don't knock the cricket. Look, don't knock, knock the gentleman's game. You know what I mean, like, please. Gentleman's game. Jesus Christ. I wouldn't call it the gentleman's game, but anyway. Um, you know, anyway, uh, like the convicts are one up, like, you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. The convicts are we'll one up. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Oh, we'll look. 
let let them off. Let them off. Uh, score prediction, Dan, quickly. Uh, I'm going to go three-one Arsenal, man. Harry, uh, I'm going to go one-one. Okay, Lee. Three-three. Okay. Oh, I'm going four one to the. Do you know what? I, I tell you what. I've got. I, I think that, that Newcastle uh, are in probably worse state than us. So I think that we'll win. I do think we'll win up there, but we will concede. Harry, I'm going four one. I'm going four one. Right. Four one to the Arsenal. I'm going to go. I'm going to go five. I'm going to go five. The headphones are giving out. Pepe's going to score on his debut. Um, yeah, 4-1. 4-1. I'm going to stop this now because I'm echoing that and it's doing my then. Thanks very much for watching. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, bye. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.